BSD Talk number 39. It's the 4th of May, 2006. We have another interview today, so let's get straight to it. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with BSD developer Scott Ulrich. So I want to thank you for Hello. coming on and uh, give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Uh, hello, my name is uh, Scott Orkin. I'm a BSD developer uh, working with PFSense, BSD Installer, and uh, Dragonfly BSD, and I also dabble quite a bit in FreeBSD. And PFSense, uh, I guess we'll start there. Um, you're getting ready for a new release, aren't you? Actually, we're getting ready for our first release, um, about 1.4 years in the making. We're gradually gearing up. Most of the bugs are solved. We're just now kind of waiting in limbo on FreeBSD 6.1 to be released, and uh, we will follow through and release our first version right after that. Maybe you could describe a little bit about PFSense and what it does for people. PFSense is a firewall distro, if you will. In fact, it's I would say it's the second that I know of behind Monowall that uses a uh, complete PHP init system. Everything is written in PHP with exception of a number of C daemons that we use for such things as load balancing and monitoring and that type of thing. Uh, PFSense is a full-featured firewall. It's uh, geared for, I'd say, medium to large businesses, and it has a lot of features in it that the uh, that Monowall didn't have, and that's kind of the reason that we uh, we initially forked the code from Monowall. And I assume that has something to do with the name, PF. Uh-huh, using the OpenBSD packet filter, and uh, we use a, a number of other technologies from OpenBSD as well, like CARP, PFSync, and we're looking very soon to start integrating uh, OpenBH, or I'm sorry, OpenBGPD and OpenOSPF. With all these OpenBSD technologies, why not base it on OpenBSD? Is it just a matter of too much work to rewrite it? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I've, for a long time now, I'd say... 10 years have used FreeBSD very extensively. I've only dabbled in open quite just a little bit, and so that the major factor was just a comfortable level with FreeBSD over open. Uh, however, there's no reason that this stuff couldn't be ported over to open, but it would be quite a bit of work as it, some of the things are dependent on FreeBSD-only daemons like uh, MPD. And what features of FreeBSD 6.1 are you waiting for? Mainly just the newer wireless. A lot of the features that we are utilizing were actually in 6.0, um, but the wireless support wasn't quite as good as it is now. Sam just uh, made a number of commits that uh, brought the uh, the newer HALs in, and the wireless is really working a lot better than it was in 6.0. And PFSense, people go to the website, they can see the screenshots. It's all web-based from what I can see. Do you pretty much succeed in hiding the command line interface from the end user? Yes, yes, we actually we do. We try very, very hard to make it where the user never needs to know how to use the command line at all. It's all web-driven, and literally all the functions of the operating system are available from the web GUI. And given the feature set, do you feel it really is a, an adequate replacement for most of the commercial firewalls out there? 
<laughs> well, yes, I think so. Um, I'm sure that those opinions would vary, but I'm getting very good mileage out of it. I've got it in use in many ISPs, and I'd say I'm using it in about 25 locations right now, and you know, it just works. It's it's really nice. And does it make it easy to install on systems without hard drives or a lot of moving parts? Yeah, we've got uh, two different installation methods. We've actually used BSD installer for a full install, what we call a full install, and that's basically a little bit larger installation than the embedded. And then we have an, an embedded distro that's geared towards compact flashcards and such, where you essentially you just uh, use DD or physical disk write.exe on the Windows platform, and you just basically tell DD or phys disk write what the device you want to write to, and basically when you reboot, you've got a full PSNS image on there. In fact, we inherited the embedded install from Monowall. We basically wrote our own BSD installer, uh, Chris Pressey and I and, and a couple of other Dragonfly folks, wrote the BSD installer to facilitate the full installation. Now, this BSD installer is a little different than the traditional FreeBSD text mode installer, isn't it? Uh, yes, this install from Free, FreeBSD, they're similar in the fact that they use the cursor's framework. You know, it's all text-driven install, but... The menu structure is quite different. We didn't go for an endless loop of menus, if you will. Sysinstall can be very daunting for the first install. Um, you, you end up basically going in circles. So what we've done is we've tried to make BSD installer as, as user-friendly as possible, and each of the steps are, are go in, in a sequential order. If anything fails, it goes back to the previous step. So you, you basically are not going in an endless loop of circles when you're installing PFSense. In fact, uh, most of the time, in fact, 99% of the time, you can just pick all the defaults and let it roll, and it'll install and reboot, and everything will just work. And is BSD installer something that could be used for the general BSD distributions? Absolutely. In fact, I know that uh, there's a number of folks working on porting it. I, I did the initial port to free quite a while ago, and I just recently did the port of the Lua version of BSD installer to free. And I know that there was a summer code project that was out there for FreeBSD, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about this, getting BSD installer used a little more in FreeBSD at the Developer Summit at BSDCAN. Regarding some of the features of PFSense, one thing that's always difficult for me is uh, VPN setup, especially trying to get one VPN manufacturer to talk to another VPN manufacturer. Do you have a sense of how interoperable it is? Yeah, in fact, um, I don't personally use any Cisco gear. Um, I try not to, at least. But I hear a number of stories where people are interoperability with uh, Cisco IPsec, with Nortel gear, Monowall, of course, because it's the same raccoon. Um, I've heard of people using OpenBSD. I think they use uh, ISA KMPD or something like that. For what we hear, the IPsec portion works really well. Uh, we also have OpenVPN which is a, a really nice up-and-coming SSL VPN. And uh, we have the old PPTP, which I honestly wish would die, but unfortunately I would get lynched by the user base if I tried to remove it. Another thing uh, I see that you guys have is some package installer routines to make things easy. Yeah, um, the package installer is, is kind of neat. What we do is we piggyback on top of FreeBSD packages and we wrap them with a couple of XML files. The XML file and PFSense is called Core GUI, and what we can do with that is we essentially can transform an XML file to a PHP GUI on the fly. So for the most part, someone that's wanting to create a package on PFSense needs to write very little PHP code. In fact, all the GUI portion and even saving of the data 
of the package data is done automatically. So the user basically just has to hook in, grab the data from the config file, and generate a comp file, and then PFSense will will literally just run the package on top of it and gives you that PFSense experience where you don't have to use a command line. Kind of moving away from PFSense maybe a little bit, you talked about working on FreeBSD and uh, recently Dragonfly BSD. And I was curious about that is correct. what draw you into those projects, specifically Dragonfly BSD. I've always loved FreeBSD. I mean, it's back, I'd say, 10 years ago, what got me into FreeBSD was uh, the fact that we needed a firewall at one of my work locations. And uh, Checkpoint at that point was, I think, $20,000. So we quickly decided that that wasn't for us. So I went off looking in the Linux landscape because I had been more of a Linux user during college. And basically, I set up a Linux box uh, to do firewalling, and the thing just kept kernel panicking on me, and it just got old quick. So I had another friend that was using free, and he nudged me gently and said, you really should try this. And at that point, I got a few pointers from him, and it's, it's kind of been downhill from there. And then how I got into Dragonfly is it's just a natural progression. When uh, Matthew Dillon forked FreeBSD, I was naturally curious of where that direction could go, so I decided to... Uh, see if I could help out over there as well. And the natural turn of events was um, Dragonfly basically dumped their installer, and they were needing a new installer. And, and Chris Presley and I were kind of sitting around looking for something else to do. And on top of that, I needed an installer for PFSense because uh, the, you know, this install just wasn't working out very well for me. And so we basically went upon writing BSD installer, and then PFSense came right after that, and that's kind of how I got into both of the camps, if you will. Have you also talked with or spent a fair amount of time with any of the other installers, such as the installers from PCBSD? Uh, yes, I've, I've actually played with that, and I've, uh, I've actually talked to uh, Chris via email before. I think he's doing an excellent job there. Unfortunately, I would have liked to see the, the graphical piece be coupled to BSD installer because it's a uh, it's actually independent of user input. It, it's got its own little uh, system DFUI that can dynamically generate forms on the fly, and meaning you can do a web-based install of Dragonfly BSD or PFSense, and it uses the same backend. And what happens is the backend translates to the front end. The front end then displays the logic. In this case, if it's being a CGI installer or a curses-based installer, we've also got a QT installer, but it, it looks awful at the moment and needs a little bit more work. But you know, it, it would have been nice if if we could have all worked together and and used the same installer and just rewrote the QT front end. But uh, you know, he's done a really good job with PCBSD. It, it looks really polished, and uh, I have to commend him. It's a great it's a great distro. Yeah, I think uh, easy installs are always a, a wonderful way to get people introduced to an operating system. Absolutely. Now, uh, your own personal use of BSD might be something that people would be interested in. Uh, you know, do you use it on your day-to-day -day desktops, workstations, servers, and, and how is that working for you? Well, this is where I imagine everyone's going to want to lynch me. Um, I actually use Microsoft products for the desktop, uh, that and OS X. I've tried many times to use Linux uh, and FreeBSD, GNOME, KDE, XFCE. Those are all nice and all, but unfortunately, in my paying job, I'm stuck you know, supporting Apple products and Microsoft products. So as a whole, it's easier for me to stick with XP or OS X on the desktop. That may change down the road, but 
for the moment, I'm using those as primarily as desktops. Now, servers and firewalls, routers, and all that, it's a completely different story. I'm using uh, FreeBSD pretty much across the board there. What do you think uh, is lacking from BSD on the desktop? Or you know, what, what do you think would uh, be the best place to focus efforts? I have three monitors on my desk, and I can tell you that I've never been able to really get X working correctly on all three at the, the native resolutions I like. I found that it's it's just a lot of work that you know I could better be spending you know, coding or, or doing something else on TFSense other than wrestling with desktop resolutions. The other portions of it was I mean I'm sure this has changed now, but the clipboard seemed to be kind of weird and that um, if you close your application you lose your clipboard data and I just being a Windows and an OSX guy and well in you know OS nine before that I'm just kind of used to the clipboard operating in a standard fashion, and unfortunately it, it just doesn't work that way all the time under X windows. Do you have any uh, numbers you'd like to give when it comes to the amount of bandwidth you're pushing through some of your PFSense firewalls? We're doing quite well in that regard. I've got some numbers from a, uh, a hospital. I think they're in Brazil. They're, they've got a 155 megabit pipe, and they say it's 75, or 70 percent utilized at the moment. And they're about ready to drop another car post in there and uh, see if they can uh, start doing some load balancing to, to speed that up. But that's, that's quite a bit of, of bandwidth to be uh, saturating 70% of the time. Well, are there any uh, other topics you want to cover or projects that you're working on? Like I said, PFSense is coming to a head to 1.0 release. I hope everyone gives it a try. Um, obviously, Dragonfly BSD, we could always use some uh, developers and some eyeballs over there uh, taking a look at the uh, code base there. And uh, really, I would encourage anyone that's never taken a look at FreeBSD or Dragonfly to, to you know, give it a try. It's, uh, they're, they're really good operating systems, and I really, really enjoy working with them. And are you going to be at BSD CAN in Canada? Yes, I will. In fact, we're doing a uh, PFSense monowall and a talk, and it's called Firewalling with the BSDs. We're going to uh, vaguely touch on the general firewalling practices in like uh, FreeBSD, such as IPFW, PF, IP filter, and that type of thing. Then we're going to naturally progress to monowall and then to PFSense. And I'm hoping that that will be able to uh, convey some some of the ways that we've or how we've gotten to where we are in PFSense, if you will. All right. Well, thank you very much for speaking with me today, and uh, good luck. No problem. The, good luck on the upcoming release of PFSense and your work on Dragonfly. Thank you much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com, or if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com.